everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And a reminder, there could be things that we talk about when we're covering this episode that actually come up in future episodes because it's not spoiler free. So just be aware, this is not a spoiler free podcast. I am Melissa and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Fish. Fish, how are you doing today? I'm a little sleepy, which usually means good, good podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's usually how it usually how it translates. Now, what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to cover season three, episode four. This one was called Greeks and Geeks. Originally aired October twenty fifth, two thousand. It was co-written by a team of Terry Treus and Michael Zand, and it was directed by Lawrence Trilling. And here's the episode description. Noel corrals Tracy into helping him sharpen his PC skills to impress the college's computer center manager, a guy named Matt Doherty, into giving him a job. Meanwhile, Megan takes a depressed Felicity to a frat party after arguing with Sean over her new phone sex job. And Ben uh, preps a nervous Javier for his citizenship test. Now, I'll be transparent on this with you all up front. If you were to say, Melissa, make a list of the themes, locations, and topics that are the absolute least interesting for you to explore in a show or have to talk about in a podcast, this is it. Uh, This is pretty much most of them. So, hmm. Uh, I have a feeling that Fish and I are going to come down very differently on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's why I got two of us. Yeah. Yeah. Fish, where do you want to start? I mean, as we have been, I think we should start at the beginning. Now, we can carve out the whole Javier citizenship thing if we want to. Um, I don't know that we need to. I'll leave that up to you. Let's just take it all in order. <laughs> all right. Was <laughs> is already apathetic. She's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just we're just gonna do this. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh-huh. I'll start us out then. Okay. Um, Noel was trying to get an IT job, and it requires mm-hmm. him learning PCs. This is not something he enjoys. Um, Sean is filming him. Uh, documentary style and very ironically Sean is mocking Noel about being a Trekkie and let's just say that's ironic which Noel is not a Trekkie he's just making Star Trek cracks throughout the entire episode um yes yes. and Greg Grunberg as we all know how the future of his career has shaped up um probably been to quite a few of those conventions now so and uh jj abrams himself is yeah very yeah. much in that universe so obviously um when we get star trek or star wars references i think that's obviously an interest of jj abrams and he has that fingerprint on a lot of his earlier shows yeah it was just a nice little little ironic moment for us given given how uh his career has shaped up 
Um, I think they're really trying to show us here that Noel is the the ways that Noel is trying to get back on track. And I think his journey with that is going to be bumpy. But in this one, he seems pretty focused and he seems pretty on target with the goal of getting back on track. Um, We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, I mean, and I like what they've done with him in this episode, which is, all right, you know, he still has this skill set. He's not sort of the the same guy we met season one, right? He's now been, you know, leonified and de-leonified, but there's there's just a little more. I don't want to say he's cooler because he's not, but I, I don't know. It's confidence? Like, yeah, there's just something where it's like, yeah, he's not a Trekkie. And he has more, you know, interests. And he knows where the coolest clubs are that Megan can't handle. Um, so they're bringing together like a, a number of things now in him. I also just want to point out throughout this episode, if you're if you've watched it or you feel like watching it back, there are so many shiny jackets, so many, like the one that Julie was wearing in the last episode. So Megan just comes in at a tear wearing the shiniest of jackets and heads up, you know, she's got something to do. But uh, just just before she comes in, the last thing that we see before she sh- uh, shows up on the scene is that um, Noel is now staying at the loft, yes. and he, there he's you know he's going to pay some rent to Sean, and he's assuring Sean that having a job like this will help him pay that rent. And Sean's like, just just don't be like Ben, you know. Yeah. And then he does a full on <laughs> imitation of him, which is actually so good. It is. Um, it's. <laughs> It, I loved it. It was just a moment of like the rent and he's just like scratching his head in a very bad <laughs> way. And, and Noel's laughing at, I actually wonder what was scripted there. Cause it feels like a moment where Scott Foley was really laughing at Greg Grunberg. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, I wonder, I wonder if that was meant to be there or if it was improvised, but. I think I read something where they just all started doing impressions of each other. Yeah. At one point, and I feel like this was just, you know, either the start of that or it bled into the show or it was this was good. This was yeah, good. Spot on. And that's what Megan walks in on. So she's gonna she's gonna enter the scene and quickly exit it again. Just because... in time for Noel to say, Oh, Natalie? Yeah, that chick went to Oktoberfest. Apparently we're never gonna see her again. Um, she's supposed to come back, but okay. Yeah. So where's Megan rushing off to? Well, she's got a job. Mm-hmm. New job. Yeah. yeah. She's a, she's now a a phone sex worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's misty. Oh, goodness. Uh, and, you know, she's, I guess, good at it. I, you know, she seems to be satisfying her clientele. And she's going to get 20 bucks. Um. I don't know why she's not charging by the minute, but okay. Uh, I I have almost no valid information to share on this topic. I don't know whether she's good or bad. I don't know how much she should be charging. (laughs) All I know (laughs) is 
she's she goes up to the loft portion of the loft and she's talking in a seductive voice a, a younger she's chosen to go younger well um, either younger or i don't know i don't want to say ditzy but like yeah L- less intelligent yeah um she's going with that i'm misty route yeah um so there's that so sean and noel are it because it's not like the room that megan just went to has any walls so no walls. <laughs> she's basically walls. just overhead um so she's gonna be fully heard by noel and sean who are like what what is happening and Sean's going to run up the loft stairs and he's going to interrupt her. I'm like, this, uh, this kind of bothers me, actually. <laughs> yeah. What's, what? what's going on here? What's, what's this? Yeah. Uh, this is new. And, and she sort of keeps addressing him in the middle of trying to deal with this client. But it's obvious that she's talking to somebody else in the room. So the client becomes curious. Who are you talking to? She's like, my boyfriend, Patrick. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And, so, and Sean, Sean gets roped into this. Yeah. And Megan's like, hey, he wants to talk to you. Um, so Sean, surprisingly, is like, okay, I'll talk to the guy. Uh, and, you know, I think he feels pretty, pretty satisfied in the end with what he has requested to do. Yeah, because... Yeah. Sounds like the client wanted him to slap her butt, which yes. he does. So give her a nice little spank. And uh, he's like, you know what? Yeah, I'll do that. Bye, Megan. Yeah. Yeah. And he just sort of hangs up the phone on her and it's the end of that call with that client. Um, okay. I mean, we're going here. This is going to be the thing they fight about for this episode. Yeah. Right. So this is it. Um, and so, all right, we're going to switch location here. We're going to go to the lady's apartment. And Felicity is fully able to take Julie's room, but she has chosen to sleep on the couch. So we're getting her as she's sort of like getting up and, I don't know, remaking the couch. And um, we see that, you know, Elena and Felicity have a conversation here. They both had trouble sleeping. They're both thinking about Julie. Felicity saying how Julie's goodbye seems so final. I like I like that they're they're showing us an impact. They didn't just like you know have Julie go away and pretend she was never there. We're seeing the aftermath of that, and that it's obviously impacting the people who are living in this apartment. Yeah, fairly so, significantly. Yeah, um, and even though Elena says you know everything can't stop, and they're talking about school. You know, Felicity in particular is really having trouble with this. She is, and she's going to go through a bit of a journey with that as well. But I actually, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to throw my note from an optimist in here because I, I maybe I'll just say it up front because although it may not feel like an optimistic thing to be addressing on this episode, I am glad that this show chooses to show impact. Like, People aren't Teflon, you know, like things happen. This is a really significant thing that happened and they're not just waving it away. 
and, and saying, let's just get back to the stories we wanted to tell. It's like, this is the story you're telling, you know, this, these people have now been left behind in a way, and they are going to deal with that. And they're mostly showing that through Felicity, but they're definitely showing that through some of the things Elena is saying and some of these conversations they're trying to have about what's been going on with Julie as a group are, are part of that. So I, I like that this show and it has in the past as well. I mean, I think one of the complaints a lot of people have about Julie is that they didn't let stuff go for her character, but that's real. You know, it's like, you wouldn't just bounce back from all this stuff right away. And uh, so I like that they, they show this like sort of final goodbye from Julie at the close of the last episode. And it's the beginning of the questions for the rest of them. It's, it's not their end. It's their beginning of confusion and like grief. So yeah, I, uh, I appreciate that they were willing to go there here. Yeah. I, I like that too. And as much as I wish they had delved further into, you know, all the questions about Julie's choices, um, about her dad, I also like the fact that they, they didn't give her like a happily ever after like exit, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like everything's tied up and I'm happy. And it was just like a lot of stuff happened and then she left and that's why we have this all this stuff left over yeah and i think that's real too i mean i think you know sometimes people use the expression wherever you go there you are it's like don't run from your problems because you're still going to be there with your problems no matter where you go but i do think that sometimes a shift is needed to get into a different space and sometimes a change of venue is needed. I don't know if Julie really needed that or just did it, but I I do think um, she was obviously feeling like whatever I need to deal with, I, the conditions aren't right for me to deal with it here. And so we don't know what that means. We don't even, like we said last episode we were covering, we don't even really know what happened. Um, we can imagine what happened. We can imagine what the scope of what she's having to deal with here and how it all got to that place. We don't know where she's going to go. We don't, you know, we have all the same questions that these characters do and probably some of the same questions that Julie herself has. And sometimes that's life. Yep. And she's clearly doing it on her own because Felicity gets a call from her mom and her mom's like, Hey, is Julie there? Like to talk to her. Not knowing um, anything. Yeah. That's yeah. not just just a normal call. Like, hey, it's Tuesday, time to talk to my daughter. And Elena's like, ooh, you can't tell her anything. I mean Julie obviously wants to be able to share information like that herself. Yeah, I'm that's glad that, like her story. I'm glad that they have Elena and Felicity together when these pivotal moments are happening. Um, that feels like a necessary support system that they have in each other. So, you know, Elena's coming down on like, let Julie tell her mom herself. Mm-hmm. And Felicity agrees. Yeah. So she just basically takes a message. She lies. She says um, to her, 
her mom that she's in class, I guess. Um, And she just sort of leaves it there, takes the message. She hangs up and you can see she's feeling pretty uneasy Mm -hmm. about, she's already feeling uneasy about Julie, but I think this adds to that level of dis-ease or unease because she's like, was that even the right way to handle that? Yeah. I mean, she could have just said she's not here right now, um, but sure. Yeah. In class. Why not? I, I Either way, though, it's like if you're sort of like, should I have told her? Then I think like fundamentally it's this this you're sort of torn between these questions of like, yeah, what what's even the right thing to do in this situation? And you can see Felicity struggling with that. And this has been right. A question you've been thinking about for a while is like, when should friends step in? So I think at various times, I kind of want to like touch base with you. Like at this point in time, what are you thinking? Like, I'm trying to get a sense of the timeline here because when she does end up calling Julie's mom, she says it's four days. So I wonder how long it's, is, is it the very next day? I think it's the next day because Felicity's like, I can't even sleep in the room, but, and if, if she'd been sleeping out there for several days, like Elena wouldn't have asked her. Yeah. What's up with you on the couch? I guess I feel like if it, if it were me, I think what I would have done is what you were just saying of, I would, I wouldn't have wanted to lie, but you could say she's not here right now and um, take the message. And I think it just buys you a little bit more time because Felicity is not prepared for this. Felicity didn't have a game plan for this. Felicity is still reeling herself. So knowing the right way to handle this is not even like it. I I don't even see how it could be on her radar. So I kind of feel like this is one of those situations where if you're not ready, kick the can down the road for a second, because the reality is that when she does pick up the phone and call Julia's mom, and that when they do have a conversation, she's going to get an earful as we'll find out later. So if she's not in a position to be able to handle that herself, I, I feel like it, it's, it's the right thing to defer it a minute, maybe to give Julia a second to have that conversation herself, but I don't know how much time you really allow, let, let elapse. Yeah. Uh, after that though, to be honest, it's uh it's tough to say. I mean, is it Julie's, what is their play? Where, where do you come down on that? I mean, for me, I guess my thing is, uh, Julie's an adult and she's left a message, you know, a video that doesn't sound like, you know, I mean, it sounds like she has decided what's going to happen. Um, if you don't think the message sounds suicidal, then, you know, fine yeah like let julie have have her time it's not really my place to be talking to her parents Mm -hmm. um i think until there is a reason to worry um then it's it's up to let it's up to her as like her own you know self (laughs) Mm -hmm. to uh to kind of take care of things 
Yeah. We'll keep addressing this question as we go through this episode, I think, because there's going to be a bunch of different decision points. Yeah. So we'll just keep checking in on this because it is, I mean, I, I really don't know the answer to this question of like, when do you jump in and when do you not? And, but I, I think it's interesting to, to talk about it and mm-hmm. to explore it and to see like, is there any sort of like, what is the morality clause that we, <laughs> that we've assigned to this? Cause I just don't know. I think you can make a case either way. Um, yeah. But you're right. I think if you did read it as suicidal, that does change things significantly. Um, yeah. But I didn't read it that way. Um, it was more so, I think, at the beginning when she was, like, saying goodbye to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, by the end of it, I was like, okay, like, all right, it's fine. For her to say it's not goodbye forever, I think that sort of seals that deal. Um, but, yeah. So, okay. So, we'll get more of that for sure to explore. But let's go documentary style here and Javier. So a whole, a whole plot line here is going to be Javier's going to take a citizenship test. And in this scene, he's freaking out about it. Yeah. I love this moment Mm -hmm. where he, Sean is filming and Javier is like in a panic about this citizenship test. And he just like kind of, flicks the camera he's like in so much of a panic he just like touches it i thought it was so cute he's like i just can't <laughs> yeah yeah he's he's uh he's just got 100 percent javier energy in this episode he um he's freaking out and i think part of the reason he's freaking out like in addition to the fact that he's taking this citizenship test he just added to the pressure by inviting everybody he knows <laughs> to the ceremony which you would i mean i think a lot of people would do yeah they probably would and but but it is adding a level of accountability that i don't know he he's like kind of regretting that he has to handle that in this particular (laughs) moment so um ben and felicity are there with him and ben offers of all things ben (laughs) offers to help javier study yeah, you know yeah. that's very kind of Ben, but if, if Javier could have like ranked in order all the people that he knows and thought which of these people would I want to help me with this, I don't know if what we know about Ben to this point would put him at the top of that list. But here it is. But look, he's the one who offered. So yeah. uh, I just want to say throughout most of the well throughout a large part of this episode. Carrie Russell has her hair up and she's freaking gorgeous. I love the hair up look for her. Her, um, we are heading into, I I like her junior year hair and we're heading into, uh, a length that there were two, it's not quite yet, but I got my hair cut like this going into our senior year of college. And I went into the salon with two screenshots (laughs) of Carrie Russell. It's not from this episode. It's from a little bit further into the season. Um, And I said, this is the hair that I want. And that is the (laughs) hair that they gave me. But this is really close. This is a very close approximation. Um, I always thought this was really beautiful on her. Yeah. No, it's very, it's very beautiful. I love it. 
Um, I was a little confused here because, all right, so Ben offers to help, and Javier kind of is is a little iffy on that, and he's like, oh, but but you have to. I don't know if he said like take care of your father or like yeah um did he, his I dad think, fly back yeah home? yeah I think well I, I'm not sure whether this was Javier when Ben clears like leaves the table we hear what was probably the real underlying concern which was does yeah. Ben actually know anything about American history but what he <laughs> says to Ben I think this is his way to give Ben an out was yeah. like don't you aren't you worried like don't you have to consider like what you know you're dealing with your dad or like I, I think it was more one of those like I you had better things to do right like yeah you've got you've got all all this stuff um <laughs> But Ben's Ben's interested, and so now knowing that Ben's going to be his tutor, mm-hmm. Javier freaks out even more, and he starts getting chest pains. And he says a line that I think is just hysterical. I don't know who wrote this. I he's like, I oh, I think I've got vagina. <laughs> and Carrie Russell, that feels like a moment she was not prepared for, and she's just <laughs> like. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's like one of those things where he definitely mixed up two words. <laughs> definitely didn't land on the right word, but like, <laughs> uh, oh well, uh, it happens. Oh my goodness. I love you. We love you. So we're going to go back to some Noel stuff here. Noel is going to be with his uh I just keep calling the guy the boss in my notes Uh, but that's not really what he is he's uh, I call him IT guy yeah you can decide what you want to call him listeners um Noel's with that guy we're getting a first impression of this guy and he's kind of a jerk um yeah well I mean he's he's definitely arrogant um but he's, it seems like he has a world philosophy. Yeah. And and he wants to impart that philosophy to Noel. And he's just, I said, I wrote down, it's like, it's just too IT guy for Noel. It's just it's too much. It's yeah. too much of this guy for Noel. He, he really is. I mean, he definitely rules the roost when it comes to his it team he feels uh obligated and and proud that he's gonna have to put noel through his paces he has very specific ways and language that he talks about computers and uh, pcs versus macs and um macs are the guys pcs mm -hmm. are the women however noel is much more attracted to macs because they are very sexy but that's not what he meant yeah that's not what it guy meant yeah and PCs are are more challenging. There, you have to like work with them more. Yeah, which I disagree with. I think Macs are just they don't make any sense. Okay, fair enough. Well, yeah. So he's just he's got a real world view here, and he's it centers all around the equipment slash people that he fixes. Uh, and and, and the flow yeah the flow you know there's a 
a whole flow, but has nothing to do with cyber anything. Don't try to tell me this guy doesn't have a philosophy, okay? <laughs> Don't try to tell me that. He is all about his philosophies. Yeah. And he is, so they're having these conversations and Noel thinks that's the interview. And he's like, no, 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 no. 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 Like after this, should I deem you appropriate for it? You will have to take the challenge. Yeah. I mean, um, it's pretty much IT hazing. Yeah. S- seems like that's what's going on. Yeah. So he's kind of just introducing this to Noel. And then he tries to do the Star Trek hand, sim- uh, hand signal. Well, I mean, you you had your, your favorite line from Javier earlier. I now have one of my favorite lines from Noel here because uh IT guy says like don't wang it and Noel is like I'm not a wanger yeah which I does very say that. much enjoyed which I've later learned in life that in some countries that's just slang for penis so yeah, uh the word wang that, huh? I, I didn't know Did that not know that okay no. I didn't know that. And well, so right. I went through life for some <laughs> amount of time thinking Thanks. that this was the connotation of that word and was oh. at one point in my life corrected. Yeah. So there's that. Um, yeah. Yes. There's a lot of words for, for penis. That's one of them. That's one of them. We'll get another one later. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yes, we do get the, the Star Trek hand symbol and after that. uh so noel does it he's yeah. sort of like peer pressured into doing that signal back to him yeah. but not feeling very good about himself you can nope. see as he's doing it he's like oh this and he's he can he can see that sean was right he can see that uh you know sean gave us this prophecy for the future and it's coming true yep so so there's that now we're gonna switch over to Felicity and Ben. And the red pants are back. I'm so happy. Oh, nice. Now, Felicity, we can see that she is going to take Julie's room. Mm -hmm. And Ben, so Ben's studying on the bed while Felicity's hanging a poster. So she's moving in. She's sort of had at least that level of acceptance. And Felicity and Ben are initially just having a, a fun conversation. Like Ben's studying... Uh, for um is it philosophy philosophy and he's asking a question like you know is there any truth so true that nobody can deny and she's like yes you snore <laughs> he's like that's not she's like yeah, oh it's true and so they're having this cute little conversation and then he is one of the many people that confuses that she has her own philosophy midterm yeah. um and so they're having these little chats and I think it's just one of those things that makes the relationship feel lived in that they're just, they always build dialogue like this and for them, but that's not the point of the scene. Mm. The point of the scene is that during this conversation, Felicity is going to walk over to the closet and she finds a plastic baggie filled with something that looks like drugs. Yep. Some sort of white crystal powder ish stuff. Yeah. And this raises all kinds of questions, right? Because she's in Julie's room. She just found this thing. She's like, whose drugs are they? Yeah. Ben's like, could they be Molly's? 
So Felicity goes to Molly. Yeah. Which Molly. I will just say, I like her outfit in this. Okay. I mean, throughout this whole thing, Molly is starting to grow on me. Oh, okay. Um, which really bothers me. But yeah, I'm just, I, I'm going to put it out there. I think she's the drug addict, but uh, she's growing on me. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Molly takes a look at the bag and she kind of inspects it. And she's like, well, it kind of looks like, like crystal yeah. meth. Yeah. And then Phyllis is like, what? And she's like, well, did you say it was her brother? Yeah. She's like, my brother, you know, he was addicted to the stuff and it was not good. Um, Phyllis is like, okay, so it's not yours. Molly says, no, it's not mine. Elena comes in. Yeah. She's like, you know, honestly, it could be anybody. It's like, it could have just been in the closet. You know, like maybe, maybe. Did she say that or did Ben say that? Ben came in and said, well, I was just thinking that this could actually explain some of Julie's behavior because Uh, she's been so erratic and like up and down and, um, yeah, I don't think Julie was on drugs. Okay. Um, so they're, you know, they're just, they're exploring the question. It's added a new element for consideration to Julie's quandary. And so that's, that's what we're going to get with that. And then we're going to switch over to documentary style. Yep. Sean's got some questions for Megan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, um, what, what you doing? What's your new what's, job? What's your new job? Yeah. She's like, well, I explains it in a, in like the, why to become a phone sex operator pamphlet, like in the, in the, yeah. Like for the sure, yeah. For those who are considering a a job in this line of work, here's why you should do it, brochure. Um, Yeah, but like the, we also have a corporate social responsibility statement. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just about the money. Um, it's you you provide a service for the community. Um, and Sean, that's not really what he's asking. He, he wants to get down to it. It's like, do you get turned on? Right. You know, when you're providing this service for the community, does, and, does the community turn you on? And Megan is going to be a little too honest initially. And she's like, oh, a little. Yeah. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, I meant no. <laughs> like, I was just kidding. I just... But you know she said the honest truth and the initial yeah. answer is the thing. And he knows it too. Uh-huh. So yeah, he, he asked a question he didn't want the answer to, guys. What have we learned? <laughs> yeah, don't ask questions especially, if you don't want the answer. Especially if you know that Megan is an honest person and will say what's on her mind. You know, right. like if you're going to talk to Elena, if you're going to talk to Megan and you're going to ask them a question, they're going to give you their answer. And so yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, maybe think about that you know but i feel like sean doesn't he 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 doesn't realize that like he mm-hmm. just he he's a little insecure yeah and he just you know he wanted some security he wanted to hear her say no but you know what look maybe she maybe she turns herself on 
I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It just doesn't, it doesn't have to be the other person that does it. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Maybe Misty turns her on. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Fight continues. All right. Yep. It's escalating now. Yes. And then something else that's escalating. These next two scenes are rough. Um, They're rough, but Elena, she is back with the great outfits. Okay. We are we are loving it. I'm just going to continue to talk about people's outfits because this episode was heavy on the good job dressing people. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So, all right. Felicity can't stop thinking about Julie. Elena can't stop thinking about Julie. They both can't stop thinking about Julie. And they're talking about, you know, like the, the schoolwork they're supposed to be doing, the exams are supposed to be taking, but it's like, well, this is what's really on our mind. And so Felicity picks up the phone and she decides to call Julie's mom, her adopted mom. And Elena's so, on board, you know? She's- yeah. First, she's like, wait, are you calling her? And then they're, you know, they both come together and they're like, okay, we're, we're both thinking this is a good idea. Let's do it. And, and Elena clarifies, like, are you going to tell her about the drugs? And Felicity says, Mm -hmm. well, no, no, but I think she should know that, that Julie's not here. Um, so they at least come to that conclusion and we see only part of this. So we see Felicity call Julia's mom, deliver the news. And then a long, a, a, a fair amount of time passes where Felicity says nothing. And Elena's like, what's going on? Felicity just covers the receiver and says, she's crying. Yeah. Um, so let's check in. What do you think? Is this appropriate okay so we're gonna find out in the next scene that this is four days since julie left or since they got the tape um the thing is felicity is really worried about julie We're also going to find out later when Julie actually calls how that Felicity is like, I was really worried about you, mm-hmm. which means like, I didn't know if I'd ever get a call like this. So I wonder to what extent she was worried if Julie was going to harm herself. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know what Felicity was worried about exactly. Um, I think that if Felicity I think that if Felicity is worried about Julie's safety or health, then this is the right call to make. I think in any other scenario, these are not your parents. Yeah, I would agree with that because I guess my thing is, okay, it's been four days. Like Julie's mom hasn't called back Mm -hmm. in four days. So either she's talked to Julie or she's fine with not talking to her for like four or five days or however long it's been. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the pattern. But I agree. If she is worried, if she's seriously worried that she's 
you know, going to harm herself. She's got to tell somebody. I do think they've gone like way overboard on the drugs. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, just like finding some drugs and assuming that Julie's doing them. I think that's probably not okay. Yeah. Um, but although that's not something that Felicity brings into the conversation with the mom, as far as we know, no, but it's the reason that she's calling to, to at least let her mom know that she dropped out. Yeah. It was like only after the drugs were found. And then she's like, Oh no, like I better tell her mom that something's up. Yeah. If I, I mean, look, I haven't really had a friend do this particular thing um, of dropping out of school. I don't have a relationship with my friend's moms. Yeah. So I feel like if I had a concern for them, I would be bringing it to them. Now that's perhaps a lot easier to do in this day and age when we have cell phones. Right. And at that time, Julie probably didn't have a cell phone. Mm -hmm. So if you don't, if she leaves, you don't know, you don't know how to reach her ever, ever. Like she's gone off the planet (laughs) as far Mm -hmm. as you're concerned. The only way you can connect with Julie is if she calls you because she knows your number. And so it's like at this time, it, it, I have to sort of put myself I have to sort of put myself back in this time period because Julie leaves, she creates all these questions and this concern around her and then is unreachable and doesn't contact them for four days. So while that doesn't seem like a long time in the grand scheme of things, it would probably be a really long time to sit with this if you're them. But imagine this though, because you know, as much as I like have a cell phone, I don't like being tethered to it. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, there are just times where like, fine, people, including my mother, will call or text. And I just don't get back to them for like two or three days. Mm -hmm. And it freaks them out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what if Julie took off and just didn't respond on her cell phone. I feel like they would be way more panicked way sooner Mm -hmm. if she like didn't respond. Yeah. Like four days would be, I don't know, a million years in today's world. Whereas I'm still on the side of like, you know, I just said goodbye. I don't want to pick up the phone and talk to you. I like, I said, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Like, leave me alone. (laughs) Like I kept telling you, I didn't want to talk about this and you guys basically forced it out of me. Now I'm leaving because I don't want to talk to you. Like, yeah. Back the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. So tricky, right? Um, I often will just text, um, I'm alive to people just to get them to stop bugging me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody's bugging her in this. They can't bug her. It's not possible. Um, But that comes with a price tag. You know, (laughs) price tag is they don't know if she's okay. 
and they have some amount of reason to wonder if she's okay. And um, yeah, boy, this is tricky. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are really getting way too deep into like other people's stuff. Yeah, maybe. I mean, okay. So, but then the thing is (laughs) like next scene, Ben's at the loft playing PlayStation, a game that sounds a hell of a lot like Crash. PlayStation Uh, 2. Come on now. I have no idea what the difference is. Uh, But (laughs) the game sounds like the sound effects they used for the game of Crash in season two. It is also um, a gaming console system. Yes. So Not that I ever had one because we weren't allowed to. Okay. So... Felicity is going to show up at the loft now. It was just going to be a Ben Felicity scene. Felicity joins him on the couch and she is looking just beaten down. And so, so once again, Ben thinks she's at a final she wasn't at. She corrects him <laughs> and he's just like, I, it was okay. I don't know. It was fine. He's like, what's going on? She's, she tells him about Julie's mom, about the conversation that she had with Julia's mom, which came in two parts. Part one, obviously we heard up until the point where Julia's mom started to cry. And apparently in that conversation, Felicity's takeaway was Julia's mom sounds scared. She sounds shaky and scared. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if I misheard this next part, did she, or did she not share the stuff about Julie's dad with Julie's mom? Julie's biological father. She did share it. Okay. Julie's mom was unaware of what had happened. So, I mean, is that supposed to make us think along the lines of what you were guessing that she just spent the whole summer at home? I mean, if she had spent it in New York with her dad that probably would have tipped off her parents. I guess so. Right. I don't know. I don't know. That's like a a plus one for your, your theory. Um, Again, I mean, Felicity's just given Julie's mom all the information, you know, like this is a lot, this is a lot of stuff. And so, so now after that first call, Julie's mom hangs She's up. Probably freaking out. I mean, I feel really bad out. for Julie's mom. I mean, and her adoptive dad as well. Like, and not Carol. I'm not feeling bad for Carol, even though her husband's dead. Like, I still. Yeah, we can't feel bad for Carol. I, I think um, the. I, I think with her adopted mom, like Julie had made a comment. Maybe was it last? Maybe the first season. She's like, I think my adopted parents always kind of expected me to try to search for my birth parents. Um, or at least my birth mom. She's like, I think they just kind of knew this was coming at some point. And mm-hmm. you just kind of wonder, we've never seen their point of view. We've never seen them. But I wonder, like, they must just, they must just be seeing how hard Julie's been searching. And like, and they know that she was raped in season one. Yeah. And they just like, they must, I don't know. Um, their daughter's been through a lot. And so to then get this information, I wonder if they like half expected that Julie would drop out or if they're really shocked that she dropped out um, is like I mean, this confirming their, their fears. Yeah. 
yeah. I don't know. I, because we just, yeah, we never do get to see it. But I mean, it is clear that if all of the information that Julie's mom has just received was not expected. Oh, like she's yeah. she's freaking out and she needs someone basically to take that out on which is now going to be felicity felicity has offered herself up as the messenger and yep. so julie's mom talks with julie's dad well. and calls back <laughs> angry real angry and blaming and saying to felicity how could you pop like how could you not have noticed all this how could you have been living in the same place as julie and not picked up on all these problems that you know, like what was happening and poor felicity here is just like she still she just internalizes this stuff i mean if somebody's mom had called me and been like how did you not notice this i'd be like you lived with her for what 18 years like, and the whole summer not, yeah and the whole summer how did you not notice yeah or actually i'd probably just hang up on her but felicity is a much better person and unfortunately she is taking all of this like and internalizing it and blaming herself yeah and she hadn't really articulated this stuff in this way before the call but i i don't think that the mom had to push her too hard to get her to this point i think yeah. that she probably was a little bit feeling it already. And then her, the mom was just voicing these things. And she's like, yeah, this is on me. Felicity, Carrie Russell's acting here is just so heartbreaking. I know. Actually, Ben too. I mean, like, just. I mean. Him trying to be there ben for her. So, he's so good in this scene. He is, he's like, perfect. This scene is so good. They're so good in this scene. This scene is very well written i just she's so she is voicing all this stuff she's she's saying like how so she goes from telling a story about what the mom said to her to now putting it as an i statement yeah she it's in her now right that it got in there so she's like how how could i not notice these this problem i was too wrapped up in my own stuff and I didn't even notice what was going on for Julie. And Ben, who has lived this with his dad and with his mom, like he's now like, wait, 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 wait. This is not your fault. It is not your fault. Like she, Julie was dealing with stuff. This is not on you um none I, of us saw this we were all there none of us saw it mm -hmm. and then he puts context to it he's like i have learned from what i've dealt with with my dad this is not your fault either you know like <laughs> like if that's not my fault this is not your fault yeah and uh he's so comforting here and he it's is so i think it adds more context to it that we just saw the last episode you know yeah i'm i have a very hard time reconciling this ben with last episode's ben because it's angry. like well he, he was to go from like so i don't know like yes angry emotional like 
unstable (laughs) to this type of I've already learned from my dad, right? That it's not your, you know, not your fault, not my fault. I'm not internalizing any of this. You shouldn't internalize any of this. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It feels very yeah. soon for him to have gone from such a like a volatile state to such a stable you know state i think that this this is the product of you know with a tv show on a movie you've got one director and you've got you know you might have a writer you might have rewrites that happen between then but the directors the director is there for the whole movie creating a tone for the whole film so in theory it should feel consistent to you on a show like this on on any show they've got a showrunner but then every episode is going to have a different like head writing team like different people as a group the writers are probably breaking the story together but then they assign the episodes to specific writers or in this case two writers um one of whose names i don't really feel like we've seen much and then the directors are different for every episode and you'll see people show up as doing like multiple episodes in a season but i think that one of the things we're experiencing here is that different directors or different writers might be bringing a different flavor and there's nobody that like really coordinates the whole thing perfectly like the showrunners there, but how, you know, how much oversight do they really have over this? So I wonder if some of like the stuff that we're feeling with Ben, um, the inconsistency of it is simply a product of different people who are at the helm for each episode might add a different flavor. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't, it, it, because. You know, in the whole Noel or Ben of it all, right? All last episode, I was just like, oof, not Ben. And then you get a scene like this, and it's like, oh, Ben. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It's just so, so different. It really is. And I'm just trying to look back at season one, if I can remember. I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember. Um what episode the was it no I think it was in the second half of uh the Julie and Zach storyline that we saw Ben talking to Julie right yes I think so I'm gonna do a little searching on my side and see if I can if I, I feel like it was the one where I rated it in party animals nope None of these people were involved in that one. Okay. So um, nothing, there's nothing, there's no tie between those two, but this feels like the band that talked to Julie. Yeah. Um, and I also feel like there's kind of those, like him laying on the bed and talking about philosophy is a little bit of uh, the same vibe as when he was on the bed with Julie talking about poetry. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there were some, if not direct callbacks, like at least similar vibes there. Yeah. It's just such a different Ben. Uh, I mean, he's like, 
with Javier and he's being so sweet and he's like being inspired and he's smiling. And the whole last episode, I just thought he was going to like crack everybody over the head. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a Rorschach test. You have to decide what you think Ben is. <laughs> um, well, I mean, between these two episodes, I guess to... I have to go with unstable because you can be unstable and then stable, but that mm-hmm. still makes you unstable. Yeah, right? that's true. That's very <laughs> so, true. Well, I and and I think story. that's going to be something that he's going to get back to real quick. So I, um, I, I support your take on that. Now, okay, let's go back to documentary style. I love this scene. Okay. I'm in love with this scene. So Noel is prepping for the challenge. And Tracy is... No, no, no wait, this wait, is with Sean. This is just with Sean. The only thing I wrote in my notes here is let the Wookiee win. What yeah. happened here? Because there was something that you liked. I loved it. And I made you rewind it so that I could watch it again. Okay. So Sean is filming Noel. I have no idea what they're talking about. I don't care. There is a guy behind them trying to get a gumball out of the gumball machine and it mm-hmm. won't give him the gumball. And so he starts attacking the machine. He's like kneeing it and like fighting with it. And it's awesome. So okay. like ignore everything else that happens and just watch the guy with the Not much else machine. happened. I was like, why are you rewinding this? I know. Um, loved it. He was great. Okay. Well, there you have it. That's fantastic. That I'm going to give an gonna... award to the guy fighting the gumball machine oh. as like best gumball machine fight. Wow. That is high praise. Winner. Okay. I love it. So let's go back to non-documentary. Tracy's back. Yay. And we are, he's going to be helping Noel. He looks so cute. Yeah. He's, Noel needs help. Noel needs to study and he needs some experience, more experience with PCs here. So Tracy's job is to screw up a computer for Noel so that Noel can fix it. And Tracy's just not thinking big enough. You know, Tracy thinks he's messed it up. And Noel's like, no, try harder next time. This is too easy. He's like, I can fix anything. I'm a genius. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a little trick I learned. It's called being a genius. Um, (laughs) I like that. So uh, Tracy's now tasked with breaking it even worse. And while he's doing that, Noel's just caressing a different computer until it trades like no 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 just got that one it's my porsche don't 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 even don't touch it elena has been using it she's, she's writing, writing a paper on it term on it yeah and she will kill you yeah it's due tomorrow don't touch yeah. and so tracy screws up the original computer that they were working on and now noel has to fix it yeah and the original computer is tracy's old broken laptop so he's yeah. just messing around with that. Yeah. And we get to learn, uh, we get our second reference to penis here. Um, Noel calls his boss a real peen. Okay. Yep. All that right. short for penis. Well, there you have it. Yep. So, all right, we're going to go back to the documentary style again. And Javier and Ben are heading to the library. They're walk. it's a walk and talk. They're studying while they're walking to the library. And Javier is wearing an amazing coat. Oh, 
loving, loving the fashion from this. And they're going to pass by a table with a woman wearing another shiny jacket. Wow. Shiny jackets for everybody. You get a shiny jacket. You get a shiny jacket. And she (laughs) wants to know if Javier's going to vote. He's, and he tells her his story briefly. He's like, well, I can't yet, but I'm working on the citizenship test and soon. Yeah. She's like, good luck on your test. Then she turns to Ben. Hey, other guy, are you going to vote? <laughs> and Ben, I feel like this is a very Ben response. Mm-hmm. Ben is like, no. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. And Javier's like, what? He's like, look. Politicians are crap. It doesn't matter who's going to be president, like whatever. And then Javier calls him a pineapple head, which I love. He chews him out just there on the street. He's just like, screw you and your whole theme. I know. How dare you? (laughs) Also, the other thing I absolutely love is this is documentary style. And the shiny, shiny jacket lady does not offer Sean uh, any any registration material to vote. Mm-hmm. She's like, this guy shouldn't be in our political process. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Now there's tension in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are now going to, oh man. So we're going to head to some more non-documentary stuff. Um Felicity is in her French class and she has to take her exam, but it's an oral exam. She has to get up in front of the whole class and she has to talk. It looks like a book report. Yeah. She has to do a book report in French and she's just like, well, it's a book about a woman who's an individual and I'm not prepared. Yeah. She's, she just freezes up, not because she's nervous, but because Really, the only thing she's thinking about she's right now prepared. is Julie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like she's just like in addition to not being prepared, she's like, I just don't even like. I just ruined Julie's life. <laughs> yeah, she's like, right. that's on her mind. This French exam is not. So, and then she just sits back down on her chair, and we just linger on her face, and it's just heartbreaking. Yep. Just Next tanky. person gets up and probably does just fine and hopefully the the professor won't be a hard ass and will let her do her report later i don't know i mean i don't even know if she's got the wherewithal to ask you know it's like i don't know it didn't seem like they were going alphabetically yeah yeah so so okay now Megan, we're going to, we're going to enter the next scene. Megan is on the phone. And at first it doesn't feel like any particular kind of call. It doesn't, you know, she's just on the phone and then Sean, yeah. so John, so Sean jumps in. We know, we yeah. know what's happening. But Sean doesn't. And he <laughs> walks up to her and he's starting to talk about his documentary and she's like, and then she just like starts going into phone sex speak. But also, she's on the phone. Like, regardless of who she's talking to, should you really be trying to have a conversation with her? The answer to that is no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. But it doesn't help that she then begins to have, like, an orgasm. Um, yeah. 
Love her hair. Great shirt. Cards. Love them. She's just got like a deck of cards or a hand of cards on her shirt. She's okay. she's doing it. Love it. Um, but Sean. Sean's not. Sean's. Sean's not, he's not loving it. Yeah. He's no. going to hang up that phone for her. Yeah. She's like, what the actual? He says, stop it. You're cheating on me. Yeah. I'm just like, what? He's like, every time you're taking one of these calls, it's a mini fling with these other people. And I just can't with you anymore. Mm-hmm. She's like, I've got a note for you. I'm not, you know, Miss Librarian. I'm not like those other girls you have dated. Sean's hurt at this point. He wants to lash out. He's like, you're right. You're not like Chloe. Chloe could read and storms out of the apartment. Yeah. I'd like to take your temperature on this. Is she cheating on him? If he thinks she is, that's a yes. He just articulated it, right? If he says, sorry, this doesn't work for me, then either they need to not be dating anymore because she's going to keep doing it and he's not going to be okay with it, or they need to find a way to make this feel consensual on his side too. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I get that they're at a bit of an impasse in this scene. And if she wants to keep doing it, by all means, go ahead. That doesn't mean you should be dating Sean. You know, it's like, if, if it's not okay with him, it's just not okay. So it's like, how do we get to a place where we have some sort of consensus? <laughs> like, wherever that landing point is, I think it's good that he's articulating it. Um, yeah. And she's, you know, they just have to make a decision both of them separately of each other. Well, and it, it kind of comes full circle towards the end, which we'll talk about where he's like, don't you dare quit because of me. Um, and she's like, I don't care. I'm quitting. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I don't know. Um, yeah. It's an interesting relationship. Uh, this is when, this is what they're fighting about this week. So the, uh, in the middle of this Felicity comes home from her French exam, I guess. And she's just looking dazed. She registers that this fight was happening and just, just like, I'm just going to my room. And she just walks into her room and you can see Megan. She clocks that she's fresh off of a fight. So she's a little heated, but she's also clocking like, now that was bleak. (laughs) <laughs> that way that Felicity just walked in and then just walked straight to her room. Um, well, she said, Hey, she yeah. It's like, Hey, Megan was like, Hey, and then she just walks off. Yeah. So there's that. And then we're going to go back to documentary style and <laughs> Javier. This it. is just one of those scenes. So Javier is feeling pretty confident about his mm-hmm. test now. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to interrupt this interview because Sean's going to get a call. Yeah, now the sex company somehow has the number for Blumberg Productions. Yeah, so Sean gets a call, which he immediately understands is one of these calls that Megan's been getting. Mm -hmm. And Javier's like, I want, give me the phone, give me the phone. And he (laughs) pretends, he takes on the the alter ego of Amber. Mm-hmm. And he puts on this Amber-esque voice and he is starting to do this call. And then he's like, 
No, no, wait, wait, don't. Because first, Amber, I, I love this part, starts describing herself. And she's a luscious blonde, and he's twirling Ben's hair as yeah. he says it. And Ben just looking at the camera with this, just like, oh my God, oh my God. Um, and then, so at some point when he's, when Javier's hearing the customer talk, he's like, I think this is my roommate to everybody, but this guy yeah. on the phone. Old, and, older mate. And eventually older. like he keeps talking and Javier can't take it anymore. He's like, Francis. <laughs> And Francis immediately hangs up. Yeah. Which might be validation that is, in fact, Francis. Who's to say? Um, But what we do, the other thing that we do learn in this scene, so as they're studying, um, Javier keeps tripping up on some questions about the Civil War. Yes. And so that's that's a weak spot for him here in his studying of American history. Mm -hmm. As it would be for me, and look, I don't think what 95% of like natural born Americans could pass this test. I agree with you on that. And I will say that in like my elementary school, middle school and high school years, we kept covering the same periods of American history over and over again and leaving <laughs> out some other very important ones that were more recent. And um, I, the stuff that we kept covering, I couldn't answer a single question for you about it. Yeah, like so. I absolutely did not know the year that the Civil War started or yeah. how many states broke away. Uh, I did know the last two states to join the Union. Yeah, we I, we both had that information, but although but I didn't know only... which order. Oh, yeah, me neither. Um, so there you have it. Um, how this... I feel like it should really be a morality test. <laughs> well, <laughs> like... I also, I mean, they've run background criminal checks and stuff yeah. like that, but it also does include stuff on like pop culture and okay. sports and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, as long as something relevant is getting in there, that's fine. And uh, yeah. I mean, so Okay, let's go back to non-documentary stuff. We're going to go back to so, Nolan Tracy stuff. So happy with Alina's pink jacket and braids here. She's back. I'm happy. Yay. I like it. I like it. So, all right. Noel is still in the process of trying to fix the computer that Tracy screwed up even worse than it was screwed up the first time. Yeah. And Elena's going to enter the scene. And you just as she was starting to get into the conversation, you predicted what was going to happen. Well, yeah, because Noel was working on the PC and he like sits back and he's like, it's dead. And we had paused it, I think, because I just was in awe of Elena's outfit and hair. And as we're pausing it, I, I just was like, oh no, (laughs) like, she that she wasn't working on the Porsche. She was working on this computer. Cause I was like, either, I mean, at first I thought, well, Noel's going to find some way to screw up the other computer. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, Oh, he doesn't have to, this one's dead. Yeah. <gasps> this is the one that Elena's paper was on. So now Elena hears that the computer's dead 
And she immediately gets concerned. She's like, wait, wait, wait. You mean the one I was working on? I mean, the, the one that my poli sci paper's on, the one that's due tomorrow? The one it took me a month to do? Yeah. Uh, and so... do you, you know when someone's upset and like the worst thing you can say to them is calm down? Mm-hmm. This is the IT version of that, right? Mm-hmm. Elena's like, oh my God, it's gone. And Noel turns to her and says, what, you didn't back it up? She's yeah. like, no, I didn't back it up. Would I be freaking out like this if I backed it up? And here's the thing. Uh, I don't feel like I've heard anybody have this concern since college. But when we were in college. Yeah. And, you know, granted, at that time, technology was changing really quickly. You know, the Internet was becoming a thing more and more rapidly. You know, like we were we were using it more. People were starting to have their own laptops mm-hmm. at school. And I had many friends who would be writing a paper on a laptop and it would get like the black screen of death or the blue screen of death and they'd lose yep. their paper. And yep. there was like no it wasn't saved to the cloud. Right. It was, you either hit save on the disc uh-huh. or you didn't. You didn't and email it to yourself. Didn't, you, you didn't I started, that's actually a technique. Cause I had a, I had a couple friends early who lost a paper. And so I was like, yep. I'm just going to start emailing them to myself. Yep. Um, that's what I did too. And like, it just wasn't stuff. Didn't auto save. Nope. Um, it wasn't, was was not a thing. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> like you had to have a strategy for this and you had to actually do it, which yeah, when you you're in the get, middle of writing, like, right. You couldn't get into a that? flow and like, because every 15 minutes you'd have to stop to save. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this was a real thing. Like it sounds so stupid now. It actually sounds irrelevant now because you don't really think about backing up your work as much as you used to. But well, I whew. permanently save stuff. I mean, like I only save stuff to the cloud. Yeah. I don't have anything actually on my computer. I mean, yeah. I have it synced to my computer. Yeah. But it's all just in the cloud. So yeah. so times like, have changed here, but I yeah. think those of us who who were using computers at this time. We kind of, this is, this was real. Uh, this was yeah. a struggle. We also had to walk to school every day in the snow, uphill, both ways. It was tough. Yeah, it was tough for us. Um, life was, life was just, it was almost impossible. I mean, hey, still better than having to do it all on a typewriter, right? Uh, I mean, or write it out with a pencil and then like lose it or smudge it or spill something on it all that so um now megan is going to join this scene just to pull elena away she's like can i talk to you for a sec can i talk to you for a sec yeah that's right now everybody's decided to use that phrase yeah yeah but but when megan uses it here it's not because elena's like needs to be chewed out every time felicity uses it it's like You've done something really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In this case, though, Megan is pulling Elena into a powwow between Megan, Elena, and Molly. And I really feel like... uh, Like, why is Molly everywhere now? She lives with them. 
She yeah, has but, to be everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's a large apartment. If you want to talk to Elena, like go in Elena's room or your room. Why not involve Molly? <laughs> like, what's, Why what's her... involve her? Like, she's just, I don't know. It, I like, to like... say, like, I'm worried, like, deeply worried about someone we've known for years. Yeah, but Molly's to... also living here and may have valid information to bring to the table. I think uh, I, I see no reason why I should be critical of the fact that they're involving Molly. I have no reason to believe Molly's been an, an ominous presence. I feel like if I were Felicity... I would feel like WTF, why are you talking about me to this stranger? But the, it's gonna be a problem if Molly stays a stranger. It's gonna be a really, really Fine, big problem. But this is Molly... not the moment. <laughs> like th this is not the, like they're, they're legit worried about Felicity. Like this is not a time to like bring the new girl who's wearing a feather on her head. But this is the time that she's become the new roommate. Like the first thing that she experienced was Julie leaving. And but she stayed away from that uh, correctly, I believe. At a certain point, you can't just like, if every single other human in the apartment has this whole life and world and they're leaving you out of it, that's going to be problematic. I um, just don't think if, I don't know. We'll I think that agree if, to disagree on this one. <laughs> yeah. I think that if Molly were, if they had bad vibes from Molly, that would be one thing, but Molly's integrating. And I think it's okay that she's integrating. And I think if they, talked about felicity and they were worried about her and they decided to go out it is perfectly fine to invite molly to come out with them mm -hmm. but to bring her in from the start to say like i'm worried about felicity for like all of these important reasons but at the end of this episode the only person who's actually comforting felicity is molly but molly also like completely abandons her she does that was super sketchy everybody yeah. just abandons felicity at this party yeah not on board with that i'm not on board with anything that happened around that yeah. party not, not a single okay. thing i have no. i don't even want to Nothing talk about the rat party um but we have to um, i know uh, i do i, I feel right. like molly's developing something with felicity here i think that um maybe the last episode you know she had that sort of comforting moment with Felicity around my mom saw you and Ben fighting on the street. And, you know, like that was yeah, a, a comfort like. to, um, uh, to Felicity in that moment, even though it wasn't really coming from exactly her, but that was nutmeg magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But nonetheless, this is, this, this is what they've been, what they've been giving Clove. us. So Clove. it was closed. Yeah. But anyway, we've been, <laughs> we've seen more than one moment where Molly has comforted Felicity. So I want, you know, maybe there's been more of that happening that we just haven't seen. But and again, she's grown. It's not like I don't like Molly. Like mm -hmm. I'm now starting to like her. I love what she's wearing. I did not like the feather at first. By the end of the episode, I like the feather. Yeah. So I'm just saying like Molly's changing for me. I just feel like it was not appropriate to, to like talk about what you think Felicity's issues are in front of her. Yeah, I think this is, I think this is okay. I think um, we'll agree to disagree on that one. And yeah, uh, and then Molly's going to get like, I mean, so they, they decide they want to go out. Yeah. Right. And Felicity's like, 
thanks, but no thanks. And Molly's like, no, 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 no. We're going out with you. I mean, she like inserts herself. Yeah. And then Elena backs it up. So uh, Megan and Molly and Elena are are all like playing a part in getting this thing to happen. Uh, Felicity agrees reluctantly, but agrees. I guess I should probably go out. And then Megan's like, I need to find a party. I need to find a party. I need to find the best party. Step one go to Noel. Um, no, she's go, like, to, go to Leon. Yeah, she's like, tell me when you were Leon, tell me where yeah. you parked. <laughs> where was, what did she say? Like, not where was the most intense, but it was like, like, basically, where was the most intense place you partied? He's like, and nope, not telling like, you. And she's like, tell like, me you where you partied. You can't handle it. Yeah. You can't handle where I partied. She's like, Fine. Megan probably could, but I'm sure Felicity couldn't. So but he um, didn't know. He didn't know who was going. He was saying this to Megan. Yeah. Yeah. So now Megan's desperately goes to her next door neighbors or some some neighbors, and they're, you know, they look like frat boys themselves and they recommend a frat party. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Uh, so there's that. Um, and then we're gonna actually get sort of like the ominous documentary moment where. We're and hearing I, Megan. Yeah, I don't even know what to do with this outfit. I'm so in love with it. Oh. The shiny jacket with the leopard scarf and the leopard gloves. I oh. mean, I didn't write anything else down about this scene. I was okay. just, her outfit was so amazing. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I love that outfit. So uh, Megan basically just says, look, Felicity didn't want to go, but then I made her go. I said, if you don't go, I'm going to tell everybody your dirty little secrets. And then Sean's like, oh, that's right. What's your dirty, what's our dirty little secret? And Megan's like, I can't tell you because she went, but it's basically just. Yeah. I'm wondering in the timeline, like when did that get shot? Uh, it's a weird scene. Yeah. It, I, I don't know that they needed that scene. Um, well, they needed that outfit. So that's all I care about. Yeah. So we're going to go back to non-documentary. We're now at the part. Well, they've arrived at the party mm-hmm. and Elena's not there, even though they just had this whole spectacle where they were all like, we're going to do this, this. We're doing this. But Elena's got bigger fish to fry. She's going to deal with her really horrific situation with her paper so the timeline of this the timeline of this episode is a little off yeah so the people at this party are now going to be felicity and megan and molly and they're going to do some jello shots which are amazing Mm -hmm. and dangerous Mm -hmm. so just enjoy one maybe two and then stop yeah felicity likes it she likes the flavor of it um amazing and so we're gonna leave them there for a moment we know that they're starting to party and we're gonna head back to the noel tracy and elena scene noel is not able to fix this computer this Mm -hmm. is a problem no and tracy's like what you could call the guy and elena's like there's a guy call him <laughs> call him now and Noel's like you don't understand he's supposed to give me a job to do this type of thing like it's it's suicide if i call him 
Elena says, it's murder if you don't. I love <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And then Tracy's like, I'll call the guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. At so, which point Noel could have left, I'm just saying. That's true. But he thank goodness he did. Recused himself from the situation. Um, we are now going to head back to a f- so basically we're watching people play strip ping pong. Which is this a thing? Please. I am um, the very last person you should ask. Yeah, and I wasn't gonna ask you, dear listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> like ranked on the list of people you should ask. It's yeah. like maybe I'm not very last, maybe like take I don't know, like I don't know, like some nuns, maybe somewhere like Grover in, like, from Sesame Street. Yeah, like I, I I don't know. Uh <laughs> I feel like Grover would know. I feel like like maybe Himalayan nuns. Yeah. Um, but look, listeners. I have never seen nor heard of strip ping pong. For me, this is beer pong. Um, why is it not beer pong? Maybe Felicity couldn't play beer pong or. Every, like, I mean, everybody can play beer pong as me or good Well, at it. okay. Yeah. Maybe, and, like they were supposed to be good at it. the most disgusting game I've ever witnessed in my life. And I can never, I just can't, <laughs> I can't like. Yeah. I, I was don't. pretty good at it. Um, in. In Megan's words, uh, she wants Felicity to join and not to puss out. Yeah. She's like, I'm really good at this. Yeah. So, because so, they need some new players. Felicity's like, no. Megan's like, yes. And it's going to yes. being yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Back to Noel, Lana, and Tracy. The boss, yeah. this scene is actually pretty funny to me um, because of one specific moment. Yeah. So the boss shows up, the IT guy shows up and he is, first of all, he takes one look at Noel. He's like, you wanked. Yep. Noel's and like, Noel's yeah, like, I, did. I, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I wanked. Yeah, yeah. And then he's now, the boss is going to take command. And he's like, all right, here's what I need. Here are my yep. requirements. And they included Doritos. Yep. Which Noel is going to get. <laughs> yep. I mean, Doritos are currently at Oktoberfest and will never come back, but yeah. uh, he is still married to them. So I guess he will go get Doritos. I think it's so funny that they did that. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. So funny. He's like, I'll go get the Doritos. So yeah. funny. Uh, okay. Um, and again, Pepsi and Coke. Aha. Yeah. Right. And yeah, Elena's like already kind of getting annoyed with this guy. Um, yeah. But I mean, she, I love that Tracy just constantly is holding her back. Yeah. She's he's like, like <laughs> no, we will get the supplies. <laughs> and then she and Noel divide and conquer. Um, she just wants to like, like, you can just tell like the way that the way that Ben was a live wire. <laughs> in the last episode elena is that now only funny because yeah. she's just she she can't she can't handle anything related to what is happening yeah the the scale of how bad this could be <laughs> is like too much to fathom for her i think so um, i think it my first f yeah yeah so she uh okay so we're gonna switch back over to the party 
Felicity and Megan are playing ping pong, but they're still fully clothed. So seems like they've been doing okay. Yeah. Megan said she was good. Apparently she was good. But the momentum's the momentum is about to shift because Megan has a phone sex appointment and Molly comes over to remind her of that. And Felicity, who totally forgot and is drunk, is like, oh yeah, your thing. Um let's do more jello shots. Yeah. Um, where did Molly get the crown? Like she just shows up with a crown, which is such a frat party thing to do. It's, just, uh, yeah. It's amazing. And you know, Melissa, um, Melissa, I just could Melissa instead of Megan. Um oh. you're welcome. Um, Megan is gonna jet and Felicity's like molly you have to stay you have to stay molly is very against staying yeah she's she's allergic to the balls she's like i can't with this she doesn't want to stay i don't i don't know like is she on drugs i don't know like what is so important that's happening at this frat party that she can't stay i don't like that they both ditch her and can leave her to continue to play no kidding. Like I, I just no kidding. Guys, don't do this to your friends, yeah. right? Just this don't. is not a good thing to do. Do um, not drag them to frat parties. Get them drunk and leave them alone. Yeah, this is just this is bad friendship. Yeah, this is not good. Uh, bad on Megan too. Um, yeah, and bad on Felicity. But I mean, like, I mean, shoot, you know, like she didn't want to come. No, she did not. So now Felicity needs a new partner, and she's standing there, like, all right, who wants to play? Who's good? Um, the better thing to do would be like, I'm out too. Yeah. <laughs> but this she's is not, not currently an option capable that she's of got making that decision. Brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she, so, no. Uh, all right. So, in other things that are happening that are more serious than that. So, documentary uh, style. I don't know that there's more serious stuff happening, but different stuff is happening. Different stuff. Yeah. yeah. Javier and Ben are studying. It's documentary style. Javier is just like getting to the end of his rope here he's losing it i think he lost it like back in scene one maybe that's probably true but ben... i do love that they continue to play yankee doodle dandy every time yeah <laughs> we get to one of these scenes so ben comforts him in exactly the wrong way yes He's like, oh, Javier, it's I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? You don't get your citizenship. This isn't that big a deal. Javier's like, whoa, whoa, you yeah. spoiled little man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a great and speech. He gives this whole speech. You're right. Yankee Doodle Dandy is increasing in volume. Through the whole speech. <laughs> and he gives this whole thing about how it's it's this is not about it's about being part of the american family the greatest family (laughs) this whole he was this whole thing and then (laughs) at the end of the scene he's like i'm going to the bathroom and i want to be alone (laughs) and you hear sean say "Hmm, that could be a psa yep like I've I've never heard him say that part before. I never noticed Sean be like, "This is how I'll make money from that speech." Um, <laughs> but I mean, I feel like I don't know. Not everyone who wants to become a citizen has this mentality, but you know, there are a lot of 
people who do, who are like, you know, America's great. And why do you people who are already American not appreciate what you have? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's fair. It's a fair sentiment. And I agree with him. Ben is spoiled. He is not little, but he is spoiled, um, as are most of us. Mm-hmm. There you have it. Yeah. So we're going to go back. Well, we're going to go back to non-documentary. Uh, um, Felicity is still playing ping pong with her new partner, so who we drunk. will come to know as Randy. So uh, drunk. She's very drunk, and the momentum has shifted, and she is losing. So she's starting to have to strip. And on the one hand, it's really good that these were the days before cell phones, like cell phone footage. On the other hand, if she'd had a cell phone, people could have found her. Um, So pros and cons of cell phones. So spoiler, somebody did get a picture of this. Oh, well, so that's not good. it actually wasn't pre that technology but at least it wasn't a full video not a video no but however they got this not picture, great a pic- yeah they got a picture which could have been a digital camera it could have been yeah i guess maybe some people had cell phones it could have been that but um but not really not really picture phones though like yeah but it's not it like today different. where yeah. it was like i'm live streaming this or yeah. like you know everybody has their phone out yeah and it's all over the place yeah so we're seeing this and i think we're starting to feel nervous for felicity just by looking at what's happening at the party and she's got none of her friends are around her anymore she is alone yep and so megan is outside on a payphone I mean, look, if you're gonna be a phone sex worker, this has got to be like the best way to do it. She's like outside in the middle of the night. Well, certainly it's not going to be on a frat party. Yeah. Like uh, there's no, there's not going to be any phone nearby at the frat party. That's going to be like audible. Um, So one of the guys that we saw from the party walks past. Yes. Wearing an amazing hat like lynn he can wear hats and i actually thought it might be lynn for a second just because of the hat but it wasn't Lynn. yeah but just because you're wearing a hat doesn't mean you can um is my thing well you don't think anyone can wear a hat correct um (laughs) so there's that uh yeah this guy walks past and he he recognizes well he recognizes that Megan was at the party. He hears this conversation happening. Although I don't know exactly how much he heard of it, but uh, I don't know. I think he's got enough context here. It was enough for him to turn around. Yeah. So he sees who's talking. It's Megan. And he comes up to her and he's while she's on the phone. She's like, oh, your friend lost. <laughs> I yeah, took a took a turn turn for the worse. Yeah. And Megan's like, ah, yes. Uh, Well, tell, you know, just so you know, because I guess it could have come off that he was hitting on Megan. Um, And she's like, "Uh, I've got a boyfriend. Both me and my naked friend have boyfriends. Yep. And this guy drops the line that makes us all shudder. Yeah. He says, oh, well, somebody should tell Randy. 
Yep. <sighs> and Megan's like, who's Randy? And this guy is like, uh, the guy that your friend like went off with. Yeah. At which point Megan drops the phone and runs, which given where you like given what has happened to this moment is the appropriate reaction mm -hmm. and so this guy picks up the phone mm -hmm. and he finishes up the call and he's like you want to do what to me <laughs> um okay i just you know in in some ways i laugh and i think it's funny that like people who are calling sex lines really don't care what gender person they're talking to. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I feel like some would mm -hmm. like, I don't know, maybe it's just Megan's clientele. I don't know. But um, all of them so far have seemed just fine, whether like it's a dude or a female or a dude pretending to be a female. And it all seems to fly. Yeah. Okay. So we was this documentary style yes uh the megan Tashan piece no i don't okay. think so i didn't write it in my notes no um, it's not okay so here's the thing so okay this scene this scene is me oh no no um this is megan approaching him in the loft yes megan says to sean i screwed up and he thinks that she's mm -hmm. talking about the fight they've been having the phone sex yeah. And he's like, it's so he's starting to like, I don't know, I guess, comfort her about that. And she's like, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. I lost Felicity. Yeah, this is where, though, Sean is like, Megan's like, no, no, it's, I'll quit. And Sean's like, no, you're not going to quit because of me. So it's like where that weird dynamic starts coming in again. But the important part is that she lost Felicity, but also she's hurt her arm. Yes. She says that she has fell down the stairs and hurt her arm. But did she or did she not yes. have her arm in a cast in an earlier episode? So I think this might have been the um, possibly one of the problems with the, the timing of this episode and the flow, because I yeah. believe that um mandy foreman actually told us about this she actually suffered yeah. an injury on set yeah and i think it happened during this episode so the the bandage the the i guess it was almost a brace that we we're seeing on her wrist in this yeah. episode in part of this episode is the product of i guess slipping yeah and falling um, back on her yeah her arm but so like, if it happened during the shooting of this that might have caused some continuity issues and i don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that some there have been a couple of documentary moments where you're like wait when did yeah, this, part she had this like a blue cast on her arm in yeah a, in an earlier episode mm. like not just this episode like earlier episode she had a blue I cast notice that yeah i was like what what happened and it was like never explained and now it's here 
So I'm like, okay. Um, if it if it happened in an earlier episode, I don't know how to explain that to you because she should have then had a, a that on her wrist the entire time. I would think, well, unless the very first probably, scene they shot was this. Well, yeah, I'm guessing probably she fell. They put that on her arm until she like went and got checked out and then later they put the cast on and they had to do like a reshoot or something of an earlier episode they just wouldn't have time to do a reshoot of an earlier episode they just wouldn't um like you get like a week to do an episode i think and then you move on it's not like somebody had a blue cast on their arm maybe it wasn't megan but i remember thinking it and i was like why what happened and it was never explained the only way that would make sense to me if she did would be if this scene was the very first scene they had her shoot. Like, cause they don't necessarily have to shoot this scene, this episode in order. Um, so like there could be scenes from the end or they could, they could have one location and they just shoot all of the scenes in that location on a day. And then they move to the next location. And it doesn't matter if that's not in order in terms of how we're going to see it. So if this happened on the first day of her shooting, then maybe that could make sense. And then they took the cast off, but there's going to be, it would create a continuity problem. Um, But I, it's an injury, right? So like, I I don't know what you do about that really. We will go back. We'll have to do some research. I will figure out when and where that blue cast showed up. Yeah, I'd be curious because I don't remember it showing up. When she said that story, I was like, oh, yeah, it's this scene. I like This is the exact episode that I thought it was going to be because I could place her with the, with the brace on her wrist. Um, but, okay. Yeah, the real, the real problem here is that yeah. she lost Felicity. And yeah. by lost, we mean completely abandoned, alone, drunk at a frat party. We, and so we're going to see Felicity wake up the next morning. And this is sort of like, was this, this also this for you a callback to when she wakes up after the night with Eli? No. Um, just that moment, the way they chose to shoot this, the, the situations are totally different. How I feel about the situations is totally different. But when they show her waking up in the morning, it's like when they showed her waking up in the morning after Eli, which she was in her own bed in that situation. But they show you a close up of her face waking up. You can tell that she's waking up the morning after. With the Eli thing, I actually thought she might still be in the studio. And then they start to to pan out and you start to see that she's in her room. Here, they start on her face. She's waking up. She's not feeling good. It's the morning after. But they they pan back and she's not in her room. She's in Randy's bed with Randy. Yeah. And weirdly, there's an American flag on the wall. Oh, my God. I know. Um, hmm. I mean, I don't know. I feel like they probably were using the same technique for two... I mean, kind of the same idea, like you're waking up and you're not entirely sure what's happened. Like, you know, you haven't fully woken up yet. And in Mm -hmm. the Eli situation, it was like, and when you fully wake up, it's happy. And here it's like, when you fully wake up, it's, oh shit. Like, I don't know that I would say Felicity was happy. Felicity was not happy when she woke up after that situation because- 
Yeah, because the context of her relationship with Noel was like immediately hanging over her, but we were happy for her. Um, This is a situation where nobody's happy. Nothing's good about this. No, nobody's. Yeah, it's like just the worst, like, you know, pain in the pit of my stomach. Like this, this is just the most terrible feeling and they're both wearing as much clothing as they were wearing at the point when the ping pong game ended um i mean he's got boxers on he's over the covers she's under them we can see that she's wearing a bra um but like seemed like that other girl was taking a bra off so she might put some clothes back on i feel like maybe that was just for the shooting um yeah i feel like what this really was is they were probably both naked yeah so then we're gonna see she's like the the realization is dawning on her like oh my god i i was here all night there's this guy next to me what the hell just happened the she's she's kind of walks out of the room and she's just walking past the post well she's got to she's got to walk out of this room and find her clothes yeah in a frat part like in a in a frat with people passed out all over the place yeah and i mean i know melissa has never had this feeling um but like yeah i I blacked out and it is the worst because you have you have no idea what you did what happened it is it is terrible it is just this really unbelievably terrible feeling i mean look though i haven't had this happen to me there's nothing about anything they've depicted here that makes me think any of this was fun like including the party itself i think all of it is just kind of gross to be honest so like the the picture of her walking through the post frat party like (laughs) scene i'm like ew um i just can't yeah i don't think she's even really like seeing any of that yeah she's just looking for her clothes she needs to tell it out of there home all right so now we're gonna get back to tracy and noel and elena and the (laughs) it guy is struggling he can't fix this done he's done he can't do it he's gonna zz top this thing i know my goodness he's like no what does that even (laughs) mean i don't even know i don't even know what that means you we get the sense none of us know what ZZ Top means, but the idea is like he's gonna give up. He's gonna totally reset <laughs> this thing. And Elena is thinking, I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna get an F. Yeah. Like she was already skeptical to begin with with this guy. And now he's failed. Yeah. And I just write super mega nerd to the rescue. Yeah. So He's he's typed in the command for zztop.execute or whatever it is. And yes. he's his finger yeah. is slowly <laughs> approaching the enter key. It's the slowest approach ever of a finger to an enter key that's ever happened. <laughs> and then when it's about a millimeter above it, <laughs> Noel says, oh, wait, wait, I have an idea. And he jumps in and says some tech speak. Yeah, he does something very simple, I guess. Yeah. But it was just so simple. <laughs> so it was a, the, the bullseye was so big, it was invisible. 
and uh, <laughs> he, he he does something and he fixes the computer yeah john comes yeah. right back and i'm just like wait i can get my computer I, my computer i can get my paper and uh i was like yeah and tracy i mean tracy's just gonna like be a swingman there he's like this guy's good yeah he's just really he's really just uh rubbing it in the it guy's face he's like he's good you face it he's good (laughs) (laughs) hype man in the house yeah have a friend who talks you up the way tracy talks up and all um so then (laughs) now poor it guy is having a real blow an existential crisis i lost touch with the flow yeah I got you arrogant. Yeah. Now it's with, it's with Noel. Yeah. Noel is in touch with the flow. Sure is. He welcomes Noel to the team. He's like, what can I say? But welcome. You're hired. Yeah. That's it. And then he tries to do that Star Trek hand signal. Yeah. And Noel stands up. He's like, I don't do that hand signal. (laughs) And this guy's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's like everything nothing good came out of today for that poor guy like this is this is power uh, totally shifted yeah it really did um oh my goodness uh fish yeah so then melissa had to look away from the screen um felicity has not only found her clothes she's found a jacket and she's walking down the street and unfortunately for melissa she leans over a trash can she doesn't actually do anything but there is the implication of uh her not feeling so well and then she stands up and she keeps walking okay that's That's the whole scene that's good to know why we needed that we didn't um so (laughs) now we're gonna cut to everybody everybody except ben being at the apartment and which is probably very important that he's not there um well uh, also javier's not there um so everybody else is at the apartment felicity return they're talking about her felicity returns felicity looks so bad like i don't know what they did to her eyes but like she has these like dark rings around her eyes and she looks hungover and she just looks like death standing yeah that's what that looks like so they're they they find out she doesn't know what happened yeah. somebody said did you have fun she's like she doesn't even answer yeah um then megan blames herself audibly to the room and Phyllis is like look it's not your fault well she's like, like if julie isn't my fault then like this isn't your fault incorrect i don't agree yeah um i think look yeah felicity's a grown person and yeah she should take some accountability for not putting herself in situation she could have said no at any point during that party yeah before it got bad so yes right there is that but hey friends don't don't do this do this like yeah don't do it um that was shady so And I definitely put this more on Megan than I do on Molly because, again, who's Molly? Yeah. Although 
I put it on Molly too, though. I mean, I, yeah, Megan, Megan's sort of like taking Felicity under her wing and, and has more of an ownership there. But I think that Molly was sort of like the, there was a, there was a fork in the road when Molly showed up during that ping pong game. And when she said, I don't want to play fine. Don't play. Maybe try don't to steer leave. Felicity out of it. You know, like yeah. that was an opportunity for you to, to be like, remember you have that thing too. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> like, let's I don't know. The sense that I get from Molly is that she's a little like a spiritual Natalie, like there are just those people who are like, it's going to work out and like, I'm not going to take care of other people. Like, it's all going to be fine. Like, and like Megan is not that person and Felicity is not the person, but like Molly, I don't get the sense that she's necessarily not that person. Mm -hmm. And like, you don't leave someone with that person because they're definitely ditching whoever they're with. Okay. All right. So that's, that's Molly. Yeah. Um, but so now Felicity goes into her room. Everybody else is hanging out in the kitchen. Was that, um, oh, and yeah. Molly is the person who's going to go in to comfort Felicity of all people. Every single it. other person in that apartment knows Felicity better than Molly, but Molly is the one <laughs> who jumps in there. Yeah. And, and um, dang it. If I don't like the feather now, oh I don't know. Oh my God. I know. Well, there you I have was it. like, really, really? Okay. okay. All right. I like the feather. I like the whole outfit. I thought she looked great. Pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Molly is going to comfort Felicity with really the kind of the only tool she has at this moment. So she says, I, I'm going to give you a bindi. No. It's uh, what, what did she say it does? It's for self-acceptance, which I thought was like the perfect thing. Okay. So f- and she doesn't ask Felicity what happens, but I just think the way she approached this, Felicity just feels compelled to tell her. So she's like, I just woke up in some guy's bed. And completely blacked out. Molly says, like, what happened? And she's like, I don't know. Yeah. And, she and what said, I love about Molly is there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, she just gave a prayer for self-acceptance of all things, right? So, yeah. you know, I like that she stays consistent there. Felicity says what do I tell Ben? Yeah. And Molly, this was, I thought this was kind of like a sweet um, sequence that happens here where Molly says, well, sometimes it takes a minute for the Bindi to work its magic. And then the phone rings and Elena comes in with the phone and it's Julie. Yep. Julie called and Elena immediately hands the phone to to Felicity we don't hear anything that Julie says. This is the scene that I was talking about. Um, yes. When we talked about the last episode, we don't hear anything Julie says, but the sense is that Julie is reassuring Felicity and yeah. Felicity, her whole, she feels awful, but you can see her face brighten. Yes. By just talking to Julie. Yeah. And I mean, Felicity says that Julie's okay. Yeah. She's like, Julie, I was so worried. Um, And, but it is, I think it's really interesting the way like good acting and good makeup made this scene kind of what it was because she looks 
really hungover and like yeah. she just had this horrible thing to happen and then just to like through that it's like um when you see the first ray of sunshine come through after a storm mm-hmm. it's it that was her face to me um yeah yeah so you don't even know that the storm is over but there's that ray and you know that was that was nice it just you hope that this call will shift something for Felicity in the way that she's been feeling. She yeah. can't live in that blame forever. Yeah. I mean, that's one storm. She's got a whole other storm now that she has to deal with. Yeah, but, she really does. Um, Unfortunately. But like, all of the things that have been going on that led her to that moment, um, you know, that storm is beginning to clear itself up and i do wonder because i i remember either we were reading somewhere or i don't know if we when we found out but we found out that there was supposed to be a rape story with carrie russell i think that was supposed to be senior year yeah okay so i thought it was senior i thought it was uh season four and i was like is this it um so I'm assuming no. she didn't sleep with the guy because had she slept with the guy, like that does not seem consensual. Although if he was also blacked out, did like, did they rape each other? Um, like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I assume they didn't sleep together. Well, we're going to deal with that. In I mean, the next we, have, episode. we have to, yeah. I assume we have to. Yeah. They kind of make that's, that's what they've set up for us to deal with next time. So um, we're going to go back to the documentary style and Javier's getting, getting nervous. His, he's at the place where he's supposed to do the test. And Ben is going to, Sean is going to push Ben into delivering sort of a gift of sorts or some news to Javier that might reassure him or, or make him feel better. Yeah. Turns out Ben is going to vote. He's well, got he at the least paperwork. registered. Mm-hmm. He, at least he registered. At least he says that. to Javier, oh, you inspired me. And I love Javier here. He just gives Ben this big hug and he like does these little punches mm-hmm. on his shoulder. He's like, oh, you made me feel so better, like so much better. Yeah. And then Javier's juiced up and he's ready to go take that test. He passes yeah. his test. But um, I really, I mean, this is documentary style. Like, I really don't think you can film someone. I would agree with that. This is a chip I, again, I think this is a product of like, well, we're doing this device, <laughs> so we have to cover something like this. But I don't think you'd be allowed to. No, like plenty of people. He, he could have filmed the ceremony. There's no problem with Sean filming the ceremony. Plenty of people do that. Mm-hmm. But the test, the actual test, probably should have been non-documentary. And also, if the idea is that it's going to be commercialized and you're going to sell it, why would they want people? It would be like, <laughs> like, why would you want? It, it's the equivalent of people buying tests on the internet. <laughs> it's like, well, can't use those questions anymore. Um, yeah. I mean, in all fairness, it was like two questions, but still, yeah. I don't well, feel like he's probably there for the whole thing. But we saw two questions. But the last question was one about the Civil War. And oh. Javier's like, oh, uh-oh. And then he looks at the camera. He's like, got this. Nailed it. <laughs> um, 
So we're then going to see just a little piece of the ceremony itself. And Javier's got this whole community of people that know him there who are supporting him. Um, and Felicity walks in and Ben's like, oh, I wasn't sure if you were going to make it. Like I heard about last night, how you were, how you're feeling. He knows that there's a party. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't know about all the other stuff that just happened. And Felicity doesn't tell him. And so, but Ben also knows that Julie called. Mm-hmm. He's like, do you feel better? And well, he also asks, uh, you know, were, you know, were the drugs hers? And Felicity was like, nope. So that, that's still the mystery. Um, except Felicity is just like, they just have must, someone must have just left meth in their closet. I that mean, must be it. like yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ben can tell that there's something going on because he does ask. He's like, are you okay? Because Felicity just has this stare. Yeah. Like she just she's not really engaging. And she continues to have this stare. Ben is like behind her, like smiling at Javier. And she's just staring. Yeah. You should be stacking, but you're staring, as Danny said in season one. Um, right. Anyway. <laughs> back. Yeah, you like that? Just like came it. to me. So, yeah. Um, that's, a, that's, that's a hot mess. Uh, so it, we're going to have another fun episode next mm-hmm. time. Yeah, we have some things to work through. But in the meantime, Fish, you know what time it is? It's time for the You're the Worst segment. Ooh, that was a good one. Who's the worst? Um, it's Megan. Oh. Yeah. Megan, you're the worst. Remember that friends don't let friends drunk dial thing? Guess what else friends don't let friends do? They don't let them blackout drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, fine. You you need a list of other things. Uh, they don't let them play strip ping pong with strangers. Go anywhere near a frat party alone. Drink more. Go off alone with Randy. Chad, Trent, Brandon, Brody, etc. Felicity woke up missing clothes in a stranger's bed, still in the frat house, with no idea what happened. Just sit with that a minute. She had to find her clothes and her way home with one hell of a hangover. She said it wasn't your fault, but Elena wasn't there. And who the fuck is Molly? So what happened to T-Bone Club, Megan? What happened to like taking care of your chicks? Too busy making Sean feel inadequate and betrayed? And sure, you said you'd quit, but not because of Sean, but because you fucked up big time, finding a frat party, dragging Felicity to it, and then abandoning her. You don't really need me to say it. Megan, you know you're the worst. Yep. Megan, you're the worst. Correct. I just, I don't even. Um, 
let's talk about who's the best. The best yeah. is our listeners, really. They are. After I mean, you listen to this tape, you oh. have to erase it. Yay. Our favorite segment. Um, we've got a couple here. So, okay. On episode two of this season, mm-hmm. um, or really, I, I, I don't know. I, I It might really be last episode. So at Insta.Mickey says, this episode was so emotional for us Ben fans because Mr. Covington's it's Mr. Covington's first appearance, such a punch in the stomach waiting, uh, Ben waiting for him. But then at the end, Felicity manages to calm him down, just being there for him. Um, my goodness. It really, really was hard to be in somebody's shoes for that. Yeah, I don't think it was just Benicity fans. I mean, I think just as a person, that's hard. Yeah. And just to see the physical form of a person we've heard stories about this whole time, like the lore of Ben's dad is strong, has been since season one. Every single thing we have heard about Ben's dad has been not great, except when Felicity ran into him at the grocery store once and Ben's like, yeah, well, he makes a good first impression. That's it. That's the only good thing we've ever heard about Ben's dad. And we've just got all this color behind like how the, the environment that Ben grew up in. And so to see him, you know, like there was a lot of responsibility for the show. I think of what happens when we first see the man. Yep. And there's going to be a lot of responsibility when we see his mom. Granted, we saw a mom in the pilot, and that's not who's going to be the mom when the mom shows up. Um, hey, look, if they can switch Samuels, apparently they can switch Miss Mrs. Covington's. I mean, they didn't really have her do a lot. She was just he was just like yelling at her when he found out that his dad hadn't come to graduation. Like that's yeah. pretty much what we got of her. So like they're going to put a, a recognizable actress in as Ben's mom. And I think it's going to add this whole new context. But to see these people, it's just they're kind of larger than life. But then you meet Mr. Covington and he's just a man. Yep. And it's just like, I don't know. And it's so hard for Ben. It's just, it makes you feel kind of like Felicity in that situation. Cause you want to be there to hug Ben too. I don't know. I'm more like give him his space. Yeah. yeah fair enough. We've got one other comment here. And this is just sort of a, a rallying cry that I wanted to put out there in the universe. So at Willis Rager, it, it's either Willis Rager 862 or Willis Rager 862 on Instagram says Richard should have been made a cast member when Julie left at Robert <laughs> Patrick Benedict. Fair enough. There. Willis, we're working on signage. We're working on poster board. <laughs> we're, we're getting those little sticks that you can put the signs on. We're, um, you know, we're going to we're going to try to meet up somewhere, all of us and see if we can retroactively get <laughs> Ron Patrick. He, he, uh, he gets more scenes. We're going to see more of him, but I guess he wasn't a full cast or like, wasn't, you know, main cast. So yeah. 
Um, we got that community organizer from, from the health clinic uh, episode. He's come in with his long hair and his guitar mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to stage a sit-in. Yeah. Um, we're still and, figuring out where uh, that could be. That would be effective, but it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm figuring JJ Abrams house, maybe. I think given, given JJ Abrams interest in sci-fi, I say we stage it at his house if we can find it. And we tell him we're, we're time travelers. Ooh, that's gotta, right. That's gotta make a dent. But do we come from the past or the future? Like, has this just happened for us? Or in the future, has the fact that Rob Benedict didn't become a full cast member put the Earth in peril? Or do we pretend it's still the year 2000? And like, we do it in a morning. And he traveled back in time. Yeah. You still it's can like do Groundhog this. Day. It can still happen. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, and then his natural inclination would be like, "Oh my God, that moment when the lights flickered when I made my coffee." Yeah, was that this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, we got a plan. It's a it's a loose plan. I'm going right. to say it's a quarter baked, but we need yeah. you listeners to jump in and let us know, like. Let's add some detail. (laughs) Yes. Add detail to the plan, but we want to be very clear. Do not actually show up at this man's house. That is not what we're advocating. (laughs) If you find out where he lives, don't put it on the internet. Don't don't put it on the internet. Don't show up. We are not publicly. Yeah. Yeah. We have fully, we love Felicity. Mm -hmm. We are not uh, (laughs) encouraging her or any other stalker like tendencies don't don't do that it's just like you to be cynical um it's fine fine. okay oh my goodness but i think we're there's a possibility we're going to reverse our roles here we need to rate this episode fish we do um do you want to jump in first um okay well i like the stuff with javier and Mm Ben. i thought that was cute i thought it was I like the inspiring speech and, you know, Ben registering to vote and all that kind of stuff. Um, I clearly thought it was terrible what happened to Felicity, but it's also something that happens. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like that they covered it. And I'm going to be real interested to see how they continue to cover it in the next, uh, the next episodes. Mm Um, you know, I, I'm kind of hating myself for it, but I'm like, I still don't accept Molly as like a member of the group, but she is growing on me. Like, I think, you know, she's possibly a drug addict who abandoned Felicity and then gave her a Bindi that is like magic, which we all know how I feel about magic. And but then Julie called. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, she definitely gives me clove dust vibes, and I don't like that. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. As like an overall episode, like I had 
a lot of issues with like the timeline and I don't know there there were some very nice um sort of zingers that went back and forth with the whole you know Noel IT guy the force Elena paper stuff um fashion was on point I did love that so it definitely get a gets a boost for that and the Megan and Sean stuff, I don't really know what to do with in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I feel like she's just going to quit. Uh, and they, they will have resolved it f- for no reason. Um, so I... Like I again, I'm glad they covered this with Felicity, but I still don't like it. Mm-hmm. So I am gonna give it like a five point five, and and that's like boosting it significantly for the fashion. Okay, interesting. Because okay, so I'm reading this one in the unit of Jello shots. All right. I mean, it's unfortunately a sad unit of measurement in this. However, in the real world, I just want to like reemphasize this. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's that. Um, I struggled to find the unit of measurement that I cared about in this episode, to be honest with you. And that's where I landed. So uh, I actually rated this one at a 5.6 out of 10. Oh, which is, I thought you'd be a lot higher because you laughed a lot during this episode and I thought you were really enjoying it. And then it turns out that we're practically at the same score here. So, um, I thought while I was watching it, that they're probably doing what they're doing pretty well. I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, any of it so like basically if we boil this down to every venue we're exploring here i'm just not interested so i had to sort of weigh that against like do i think they're doing it well do i think somebody who is interested would think it's good so i think this is more than middle right but not by much um get stinged for showing us somebody puking when they don't need like they don't need to show us that okay they don't need to show us this universe um it's true they don't need to show us that but it we know she's hung over yeah um uh so so there's that i think they had a lot of good dialogue i think they had a lot of good fun little quotable lines um i think i've got von china is like (laughs) i don't even know how you come up with something like that um a lot of the stuff that noel says the the line elena like it's murder if you don't i mean there's so many good lines here i think that they're setting up for some real um interesting stuff with felicity and ben because you know does ben need somebody else getting drunk and having to apologize to him about things that they did while they were drunk right now i don't know Right. Um, I mean, this was like another side of the alcoholism, right? The blackouts. 
So it's like interesting that this is now she just she just experienced with him what it's like for him to be on the receiving end of news like this. So it's like, ah, now what? Um, so there's all that. I um I just I don't know. I feel like this is an episode that maybe other people might rate rank higher. There might be people who watched this who thought it was really funny or who thought there was some really good stuff that happened here. Um, I thought you'd be one of those people, but we landed in roughly the same place. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not that I didn't care. Um, I mean, I, I cared about like what was happening to Felicity, but we haven't seen them actually dealing with that. And the rest of it was like a little fluff. I mean, yeah, it was funny, but it, it was kind of fluff. Mm-hmm. So like, did it really move the plot forward that Elena got her paper back? Like, no, they just created that whole thing for the episode. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we got the call from Julie and Julie's like, we. I cared about the fact that like Felicity was blaming herself, but there was just so much that was like the continuity issues, the like, who is Ben, mm-hmm. the like, what's up with Molly, the, you know, just the, the bad feelings that come with an episode like this. Yeah. Um, I have yeah. a, I have a, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it a theory that I'm going to put it out there. I mean, and, you know, because when it comes to theories, there's, there's relativity know, and, and then there's the this one you're about to say. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just trying to give us opportunities to practice using this in the real world guys. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if I, if I sit here right now and I try to get an overall sense of what I'm going to say about the coming episodes of season three I feel like there are a lot of characters that we might say wait are they this or are they this like who is this person are they this version that we saw here or this version that we saw here I have a suspicion that we're going to say that about a bunch of people here and I wonder if that's because we're three we're three seasons in are there new writers coming up? Hmm. Are there some that are moving on to bigger projects now that like they've got a name behind them with the show? Are they, are they trying to foster new talent? Do those people, are they really rooted in the culture of the show and the history of the characters? I wonder. Let's just see if even the first part of the theory bears out that, because I feel like, what you're saying about Ben, I feel like I might be able to say that about Molly and Noel also, at least. Like already or later? Later. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else, but I, I, I like those three characters. I feel like there's going to be stuff that comes up. It's like, what is this? Like, I, I just, um, yeah. I mean, I was willing to accept the, the Leon thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, okay. But I guess if it keeps like getting weird then he's gonna have more moments and i um and molly i don't know if the spirituality continues to this degree i have to look at that um 
I mean, for me, the spirituality is fine. It's the the magic clove dust that I don't like. There, I feel like there's going to be stuff that comes up for her where she doesn't have any of this energy that the, she's bringing in right now. I, but, but I'll have to watch it back and see if, if that is just how I'm remembering it or if that's real. I'm just sort of putting it out there as something to kind of watch for and, and a thought about why it might be if it is that way. And we can, we can unpack it as we get to these episodes, but, um, it would be great to hear all of your feedback as well, listeners. So, you know, what did you think about this episode or, you know, I still want to know what you think about like this, what happened with Julie and like all this aftermath that we're seeing and weigh in on where where it is a responsibility for a friend to do something or not like should they, should they have been calling the mom yeah in this episode like i i just i don't know I or know. filing a missing persons report i don't know yeah like i where where do we all land with some of this stuff like what's the right thing to do does um, anyone think megan was not responsible or that molly was like melissa believes yeah so I, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff to unpack here. So, or, I mean, hey, just tell us what your, Felicity went to get ice cream. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Like, it doesn't have to be so serious. <laughs> now, like, we can do whatever. We can do anything yeah. we want here. Um, right. It's our universe here, uh, this, this Felicity podcast. Uh, so you can write to us and share your thoughts at themelissafish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L, two S's, themelissafish at gmail.com. You can also be part of the conversation with lots of cool people who love the show Felicity on our Instagram at Felicity podcast. And if you want to know when we drop new episodes of the podcast, you can sign up for our newsletter, wherever you're listening to this one, look in the show notes. There's going to be a link to sign up for our newsletter there. And then while you're there, go ahead and rate review us if you can, because it's just a chance for people to discover this long form Felicity content and be part of the conversation themselves. So that's how you do it now. Okay, Fish, next episode we are going to cover is called Surprise. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen in the next episode? Well, we're certainly going to have to deal with Randy and the fallout from that. I mean, it would be kind of a a glib thing to say to Ben, like, surprise, uh, I blacked out drunk with this guy, but like, also maybe surprise, we didn't actually sleep together. Um, also, maybe somebody shows up, like, I don't know, I guess Ben's mom could show up, but I feel like you said that would be a little later. Um, I don't know if Ruby ever comes back. Does she have the, like, does she come back with the kid? Um, I don't know. I feel like there's all kinds of things that that could be like a surprise. That's, that's fun. One word just got you going in all kinds of directions. Anybody could show up and if it it seems to fit. Yeah. I mean, it seems to fit like a bunch of people could show up and also news could be revealed that wasn't known otherwise okay. known as you know a surprise so literally any plot twist <laughs> at all i like, mean something anything that, like, that knew that happens they didn't know that they then find out and are 
well surprised by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surprise. It's Samuel's crystal meth <laughs> somehow. I, it could be anything. Yeah. Could be. Or surprise. It was like rock salt or like rock candy. Um, okay. I'm going to now tell a story. Um, I have some lovely, amazing friends from high school. And one of them, um, he went on a trip to England. And I think this was in college when he was, when, you know, we were in college, we didn't go to college together. And he, he bought some loose leaf tea while over there, quite a lot of loose leaf tea, but he didn't want to pack the boxes. And so he put them, he put the loose leaf tea in plastic bags, large plastic bags, and then put them in his luggage and flew back to America. (laughs) And I love him. Um, His bags were opened and and as he relays this story, he says, you know, he, he got some questions about whether or not he was transporting like quite a lot of, of illegal drugs. And he was like, no, it's just tea. And the, there were multiple security guards surrounding him and they all just look at him. And then one of them walks over and picks up one of the bags and opens it and smells it and looks at the rest of them and says, it's tea. (laughs) (laughs) So look, maybe it's not meth. Maybe it's rock candy. I'm just saying it could happen. It could. Okay. We might be looking at this all wrong. All wrong. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's, uh, I think, an important thing for all of us to consider. Don't just jump to conclusions. Don't jump to okay? conclusions. Yeah. That's, There's my job. Couldn't be a reasonable or not really a reasonable, <laughs> like an unreasonably another reasonable. Another. Yeah. Explanation. A surprise. There yeah. could be a surprise reason. Yeah. Okay. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Those, those officers must have. That yeah, they an interesting conversation later. I think they probably are still like me to this day sharing that yeah. story. Just like oodles of loose leaf tea, guys. Yeah. Um, Just wow. bags of it. Lots of bags of it. <laughs> uh, travel. Yeah. So there's that. Well, Fish, anything else you wanted to say about this one before we close out? Nope. Just shared just shared my good story there. Any chance you think you have vagina? <laughs> think I would know and also it sounds kind of painful it sounds awful (laughs) all right well until next time fish don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone I'm a fish bye bye everyone